Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to World Soccer Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM211, Dan Patrick Sports, and the American Forces Network. I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening to this show on the American Forces Network. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. This show is presented to you by betonline.ag. Uh, great to be with you after a really a fabulous weekend of Premier League football Today on this show, we're going to spend a little time talking about the results that happened over the weekend. We're going to look at the table, is kind of get a handle on where things are. I'm going to give you my opinion about how things are shaping up in, quite frankly, what is an exceptionally um, riveting and different Premier League season this year. So far, a lot to love about it. And let's take a look back at my predictions from the weekend and if if you tuned into the show on Friday or you downloaded it on our podcast at the Believe Podcast Network or found it on Spotify or your favorite podcast provider and you had opportunity to bet on my picks you would have been a very very happy man or woman because I was 75% and other than the first two matches on the weekend I was perfect including nailing a bunch of scores as well so I'm going to congratulate myself and uh, share some of my picks with you and uh, we can take a look at where we went. Uh, it was, actually, I was very excited. What a wonderful weekend of football, really. It was one of these weekends where the action was terrific. I, I, I don't think there were any really, really dour games. Um, I'm just trying to think. Really none that I, that I could think of. Maybe the second half of the Man City-Liverpool game was a little dull. But, uh, but that maybe had more to do with the uh, weather and the environment. But look, so much to get to. Plus, uh, now the leagues are breaking for international breaks. We're going to take a look at the Europa 2021 playoff because there are, I believe, four matches in the playoffs. We're going to look at those. And let's look ahead at some of the uh, Nations League matches coming up uh, in this international uh, break. All right, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. You know, reach out. Let's talk. I'll be right back after this. Welcome back to World Soccer Radio. Nick Eber with you here. By the way, I'm with you each and every weeknight at 6 p.m. Pacific, then again at midnight 
on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. Dan Patrick Sports, of course, the American Forces Network as well, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and, of course, right after the show. If you've missed any part of the show, you can check it out at our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, or subscribe to us on any of your favorite podcast providers, whether that's Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, etc., etc. We are presented by uh, betonline.ag, and I did mention in the previous segment that I had had a very good weekend in terms of my pickums, and I did share those with you on Friday, and I hope that you did have an opportunity to head over to betonline.ag and get some of those bets in, responsibly, of course. Make it fun. Don't make it a career, okay? And with the NFL season in full swing, if you don't want to bet Premier League, you could also bet the NFL, a whole bunch of other sports, and even though you can't be at the game, and we did see all those empty stadiums, uh, but you can still get in on plenty of action at Bet Online. They've got game spreads and totals. You can do team player coaching props if you want to bet the Premier League, who you think is going to win, who you think is going to be relegated, etc. You can do all that at Bet Online. They give you more options to wager than any other place online. And there's always an online casino as well that's work, that's uh, open 24 hours a day. You don't have to worry about wearing a mask or sitting next to someone coughing and hacking. Uh, so head over to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. That's betonline.ag. Head over there, sign up today. And remember, BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. All right, uh, let's talk a little Premier League football because we had a terrific weekend of games. I mean, I, I cannot... I, I don't know why I found it so entertaining, but it started off with Spurs going to the Hawthorns and, and having a, a, a really uh, a 1-0 win that, uh, quite frankly, at times looked labored. I mean, it took Harry Kane till the 88th minute. I mean, this guy is a Premier League scoring monster. Monster. I think I, I don't remember exactly how many goals he scored now in the Premier League, but I think in terms of active players, I think he's the the highest scoring player currently in the Premier League. I mean, he's unlikely, although you never know that he could catch Alan Shearer. Things happen. You never know. But, um, wow, good result in the 88th minute from Spurs. Look, I told you, um, I told you, and that's a Sunday game, by the way, and and, and I do apologize for going backwards here. Um, I told you that that game was going to be a difficult match uh, but uh, to go with Spurs, and I gave you the Spurs for the win at minus 200, uh, and that is indeed what they did. They were the favorite. But let's go back. I tell you what, let's go back to the Saturday game, and let's start with um, West Ham-Fulham because I believe that was the – no, that was a late game. See, I'm all over. I'm discombobulated. I guess we can start with Everton-Man United, and uh, I have to tell you, I was um, disappointed with Everton. Uh, I actually had picked Everton to win, win this match. Uh, it was very much the Bruno Fernandes show with two goals from Bruno, who is a terrific player. And it was all the new boys. It was Bruno Fernandes, 25th and 32nd minute, then Edison Cavani getting the uh, the goal in stoppage time. Uh, Marcus Rashford, Rashford had, a, had a, a good game. I thought Luke Shaw had a good game. This was the result that United supporters were hoping to see. This was the response, I think, that every United supporter around the world, plus the boardroom, plus the backroom, plus everything, was waiting for the team to step up and do it. Look, Everton, no slouches. This team is an Ancelotti team. 
They're a good team. They've been, they were top of the table earlier on in the season, and this was a terrific result for a United who played well and saved the job of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, which I think would have been the wrong move if United had fired him regardless of the outcome. And again, I had actually picked uh, Everton uh, to, uh, pardon me, I had picked a draw. You see, I am all over the place today. I had picked a draw at plus 230. I didn't see United losing this match. I didn't think away at Goodison they were going to win. But hey, great response, great result. And at plus 140, if you put a little money on Man United, you were smiling. Again, all of these lines were courtesy of betonline.ag. Now, obviously, the matches are over, so we're talking history now. Um, the next one was one that I got completely wrong. Now, if I told you that coming into this next match, uh, we are talking, of course, Crystal Palace leads, that Crystal Palace had the fewest shots on goal in the Premier League, and Leeds United had the most shy of just Liverpool. I had said I thought that um, I had actually picked Leeds United to win this game because, you know, Uncle Roy plays a, a very sort of defensive type of game and Leeds play a very attacking game. And I actually think, on the whole, Leeds have a very good squad. But I think what we saw was that Leeds have only one game. They have only one approach and uh, uh, Roy Hodgson figured it out. And the shocker for me was that Crystal Palace, who had just not been scoring goals this season, I think, I want to say they had, let's see, how many goals do they have now on the season? They have uh, four, let's have a look, goals four, Crystal Palace. Uh, I have to look this up. Uh, they have 12. So they had only eight goals on the season. They, they were averaging less than a goal a game at though. There's a little bit more than a goal a game. Uh, came through in a big way, and I did not predict this win whatsoever. So I was all over the place on this one. If you took Crystal Palace, they were the uh, they were the dog on this match at plus one eighty seven. Uh, Leeds were the favorite at plus one forty seven. So if you took Leeds, like I recommended, at this point in the weekend, you were probably cursing me, and and that's okay because you were two matches in. You were zero for two, and you're saying that's the last time I listened to Nick Geber. The guy just doesn't know what he's talking about. If I keep putting my, my, my money on this idiot, I will be broke uh, in short order. But then we had the next match, which was Chelsea-Sheffield United. And this was not a difficult match to predict. The Blades are just awful. Unbeaten. Uh, unbeaten. <laughs> they have yet to win on the season. In fact, they only have uh, one draw. They've, got, they've received one point on the entire season. They're basically... Uh, zero, one, and seven. Zero, seven, and one. Excuse me. Wins, losses, draws. Uh, and they were pretty awful. And Chelsea, uh, not. Chelsea actually were looking pretty good. They have, uh, they have three draws. They're sort of draw specialists, but this wasn't it. Uh, they'd been scoring a fair number of goals and not conceding too many. So I was not surprised that Chelsea did win this game. Uh, the odds makers certainly were not surprised either as Chelsea were very much the uh, the favorites coming into this match and did in fact win this match uh, in a big way, four goals to one with the goals coming uh, from Tammy Abraham, Ben Chilwell, Thiago Silva and Timo Werner. So, you know, uh, look, Sheffield United scored a goal. I, I, I guess that's good for them. 
because by my estimation, they've only sco scored uh, four goals on the season. Coming from the Blades, who last season had a really good season, maybe till later on in the season when they started to cool off uh, quite a bit, but they, you know, they scored 40 goals on the season last season. That's averaging a goal a game. They should be double the goal production today. They should be at like eight goals if they were keeping pace with where they were last season. They're obviously not. Team is obviously struggling. Hopefully they'll pull it right. I think they're a quality team, good management. I'm not quite sure what's going on at Sheffield United, uh, but we will find out as the season goes on. So anyway, I gave you that one. And then we went to West Ham, Fulham, and I did talk about that game at the London Stadium, uh, obviously a London derby. Uh, West Ham were minus uh, 125 on that game, and I did pick West Ham United, and they did actually win that match uh, by one goal to nil. I wouldn't say it was the most exciting match of the weekend. All right, um, I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back. When we pick it up on the other side, uh, let's talk about what happened on the Sunday matches. And then, of course, we're going to get into the uh, European football that beckons during this international break. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Eber. We're presented to you by betonline.ag, and I'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. We are presented by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you. And a reminder to check us out at our podcast network as well, the Believe Podcast Network, or your preferred podcast provider. While I'm talking about the Believe Podcast Network, obviously, if you're listening to this show, you enjoy discussions of football and talk about of the international type. I want to tell you about a couple of podcasts on the Believe Network that are terrific. There's BSI, which has um, Benny Failhaber, Sal Zizo, and Ico Parra. And that's a show where the hosts call up a weekly guest. They talk soccer, current events, but a little behind-the-scenes stuff. And, of course, they have my favorite section, which is Ike's Interrogation, where they pepper their guests with fan questions. That's always a fun podcast you want to check it out that's a bsi and the shep messing daily cast now if you know anything about football in america you'll know shep messing is a legend uh he's also a retired mls vet and um he's broadcast a lot of soccer from new york in particular and he has a show on the red bulls on a daily show which you will really enjoy the shep messing daily cast so if you're just a sports fan or a soccer fan, they've got loads of podcasts at the Believe Podcast Network, including BSI and Shep Messing. Uh, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or go back to Believe. Anyway, let's get on with the show, shall we? We're talking about Sunday. The matches on Sunday. I already talked about the uh, West Brom Tottenham result, and I had picked. Tottenham for that one and so so far on I am I was two for two on Saturday and I'm one for one so far on Sunday then we will move to Leicester Wolves and I cannot say enough about this Leicester City team because <coughs> excuse me uh, look Brenton Rogers has this Leicester City team 
in fine form. They had a little blip early on. They had a loss to West Ham, and then they had a loss to Aston Villa. We're going to get to that in a minute, okay? But other than that, they've been perfect. No draws, five wins, pardon me, six wins, two losses. Uh, Leicester City currently are top of the table, and it is well-deserved. They've scored as many goals as Liverpool. They've uh, conceded a lot less. In fact, defensively, they are currently the best team in the league, tied with Tottenham and um, actually Southampton, I want to say, have conceded fewer goals if you can. No, Southampton have conceded more goals. Pardon me, 12. Uh, Villa, Tottenham, Leicester, Wolves, City, all conceding nine goals. Uh, the big goal conceders in the conceder in the league are West Brom and Liverpool, if you can believe it. But look, Leicester City, top of the league. Brendan Rodgers just done a, a terrific job. Uh, you know, I think maybe the Liverpool experience was part of what made him where he is today, but maybe the expectations placed on him at the Liverpool when he was manager of Liverpool were too great, both in terms of the resources being put into him, the squad, where Liverpool were in their development. Clearly, he wasn't the right guy to take Liverpool to the top of the table when he was their manager, although he almost did. But at Leicester City, I think he's found a great home, and obviously, with guys like Jamie Vardy there, you know, old reliable, um, they're just on fire right now. I don't believe this is how it's going to end up, although they have won the Premier League before, so it is entirely possible. Uh, I think they will come down to earth a little bit because their squad is not that deep. But we will see what happens with Leicester City. They did beat Wolves. I did predict it. And there was plus money there. That was plus 131. So you were smiling on that one. By the way, I want to clarify something I said in the last segment. I said I thought that Harry Kane who just passed 150 Premier League goals, was currently the most prolific, active player in the Premier League. In other words, the Premier League player still active in the Premier League that had scored the most goals. Actually, I'm incorrect, and I want to thank one of our, my Twitter followers for pointing that out to me. It is, in fact, Sergio Aguero, obviously still with Man City, has 180 goals in 265 appearances. Uh... Harry Kane has 150 goals in 218 appearances. I have to do the math, but I think Kane has a slightly better pace right now. Of course, the all-time leader is uh, Alan Shearer with 260 goals and Wayne Rooney, Andy Cole. Uh, we can go down this list another time, but uh, uh, Harry Kane tying Michael Owen. Now, it took Michael Owen 326 games to get to 150 goals. It's only taken Harry Kane 218, which really should be an eye-opener for you about the quality of Harry Kane, who is a terrific player, and I love watching Spurs right now. Uh, we can talk about them a little bit more as we get on, but Leicester Wolves. I picked Leicester plus 131. If you're with me on that, now you're happy. Now you're saying, well, Nick's uh, three wins and two on his picks so far. Let's move on to the biggest match of the weekend, which was the Manchester City-Liverpool game. What was fascinating about this game to me was that everyone was wondering how Jurgen Klopp was going to handle, you know, Firmino being uh, fit again and Diogo Jota, who has been on fire recently. What was he going to do? Was he going to play Firmino? Was he going to play Jota? What was he going to do? Well, you know what? He took all the big guns and he put them all out there. Essentially, Liverpool played four up top with Jota, Firmino, Salah, and Mane. 
And there were times early on in the first half where they literally looked unstoppable. There were periods where their uh, attacking domination was really like something like to use a really trite Trumpism, like nothing you've seen before. It was incredible to see. Having said that, Pep Guardiola is no moron. And Man City are a terrific team, albeit they're a little tired these days, but they are a terrific team. Plus the weather, things kind of slow down a bit, but Guardiola sort of figured out tactically how to adjust to this monstrous uh, front four that Liverpool put out there. And the game ended a 1-1 draw, which would have actually been a win for City if um, they hadn't missed, uh, uh, who was it, De Bruyne missed the penalty which was a big surprise. Uh, Allison went the wrong way, and De Bruyne would have had a beautiful, complete side of the net to put it in, but he, he shot it wide. This one ended 1-1. One, one. At plus 255 was the payout, and that is exactly the score that I told you it was going to be. I said it was going to be 1-1, one, one, and it was 1-1. One, one. All right, and the final game of the weekend. This one, Aston Villa, Arsenal, at the Emirates, Arsenal were huge favorites, minus 145 on the money line. Aston Villa, big-time dogs, a plus 380. The draw was plus 270. And, <clears throat> you know, Arsenal, I think it had a really, uh, you know, have had, look, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying Arsenal. Uh, they had that huge win at Old Trafford. But they did lose to Leicester. They did lose uh, to Manchester City. Uh, they beat Sheffield United at home. Okay, I, I, I get that. But I definitely think most people thought, thought this would be a continuation of Arsenal's, shall I say, rebirth, reborn. I don't know what the right word is here. You'll excuse me if I'm short for words, which for a radio host is uh, never a good thing. The continue, continuance of their sort of rebirth. There we go. That is what I'm looking at. And while I think Arsenal are indeed continuing their rebirth, they met a team that has finding its legs in a big, big way. And I think Aston Villa have shown us that the seven... What was it that they beat them? 7-1, seven, 7-2, seven, two, seven, two dropping of Liverpool of Villa Park maybe was not an aberration. And what I'm talking about, of course, is Aston Villa beating Arsenal 3-0 at the Emirates. They are now in sixth spot. They are doing it with good, solid goal scoring, but most importantly, they are doing it with a miserly defense. And I told you Aston Villa were going to win, and I said if you wanted to hedge, hedge the draw, don't hedge Arsenal. And they did indeed win, Plus 380, right now Aston Villa up to sixth spot. How impressive is that? And if you're a, uh, you know, if you're a fan of Villa, if you're a villain, you're looking at that and you're saying, how is it that we ended last season just one above the drop zone? And let's not forget, Villa beat Arsenal last season second to last game, the penultimate game of the season, they beat them 1-0 at Villa Park. Great stuff. Villa really flying high right now. And, you know, if you look at their results, 
uh, it's 3-0 against Arsenal. They beat Leicester City at the King Power. Again, Leicester City sitting top of the table. They beat Liverpool 7-2. Uh, they beat Fulham. They beat Sheffield. You can't say Aston Villa haven't played any of the big boys. Their losses have come to Southampton and Leeds, which is telling me they get up for the big games, Maybe not so much getting up for the smaller games. Interestingly enough, though, their losses have all come at home. The, the drubbing of Liverpool was at Villa Park. But other than that, and the 1-0 Sheffield. So, you know, they're 50-50. They're 50% at home. It's on the road that Aston Villa really take it apart. So great to see. I'm not sure that you're going to expect to see Aston Villa in the top four um, at the end of the season. But we can talk about it some more. Look, I have to go to break. When I come back, let's talk about some European football. And let's talk about a lot of the Premier League clubs crying about wanting five substitutions. I'm going to tell you why I think it's a bad idea. When we come back, World Soccer Radio. Welcome back to World Soccer Radio. I'm your host, Nick Deaver. We are presented by betonline.ag and come to you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I love that. Uh, that was the Stranglers, No More Heroes. You know, the Stranglers are one of my favorite bands from the uh, late 70s and early 80s. Um, a great punk band from really early on. And, and really, uh, not a lot of people in the U.S., Listen, have listened to the Stranglers. I was watching this show on um, Epics called Britannia, which is now in its second season. It's it's a really it's a really wacky, crazy show about ancient uh, Britain and the Roman invasion and druids and magic. If you like Game of Thrones, you'd absolutely love Britannia. But they do mix in modern music, and uh, there was one scene where they have the Stranglers, and I was shocked. Anyway. Uh, enough of that. Welcome back. Nick Gieber here. We uh, just sort of wrapped up our discussion about what happened this weekend in the Premier League. And before we segue over to the European football we're going to look forward to over the next 10 days or so as we are in an international break, let's take stock of where we are in the table right now. Leicester City f sitting top of the table with 18 points. Right behind them, uh, Tottenham and Liverpool tied with 17, although Tottenham by far a better goal differential at 10. Southampton in fourth, and I will repeat myself, Southampton in fourth place. And guys, we are eight matches in. This is not like we're three matches in here. Southampton finished the season in 11th spot last season. Now they are currently in fourth. Chelsea in fifth. Villa sixth. Everton seventh. Eighth, ninth, uh, eight and nine is Palace and Wolves. And by the way, Wolves losing their first match in four to Leicester City at the King Power over the weekend. In 10th spot is Manchester City, if you can believe that. And again, the problem with City is just not scoring enough goals. It's not defensively. They're very good defensively. In 11th spot is Arsenal, who have been decent defensively. Again, not scoring enough goals. 12th West Ham, Newcastle 13th, and Man United 14th spot. 
They have three wins on the season, one draw, three losses. They are scoring goals, but they are also conceding goals. They have a lot of work to do at United. Again, the win against Everton was a big boost for them. Then you've got Leeds, Brighton, Fulham, and rounding out the bottom three, West Brom, Burnley, and last season's surprise package, Sheffield United. All right, let's, uh, let's put a, a, a line under the Premier League, shall we, uh, for this show, because we will now move along to a little European football, because there are two things happening. First of all, we've got this uh, Nations League, which I was very critical of when it was announced. It's actually been quite a bit of fun. I mean, last season was fun. I think the problem with the Nations League going forward is that, um, I don't know, I think with COVID, I think some of these internationals are losing their, their charm. Although the news today, of course, was that there's a vaccine out there, by the way, which is brilliant news, and it's 90% effective. So hopefully the vaccine will... Um, be available for everybody and in sh in short order and we can all get back to filling stadiums and living our life with joy uh let's take a look quickly at the nation's league as we're four matches in on the nation's league uh group one is poland italy netherlands bosnia herzegovina uh poland and italy currently on top with seven points and six points respectively i suppose the shocker here is the fact that the netherlands are in third spot they uh courtesy of a home loss to italy and then an away draw against bosnia which was a bit of a shock i mean the netherlands usually very good uh not too late i, I don't know how this group is going to um uh, this is by the way this is league a just so that you understand how they do it they have different leagues in the nations league uh group two belgium denmark england and iceland uh, I remember Iceland knocked England out of the Euros uh, last uh, rotation. Uh, they have a big playoff game coming in the Euros. We're going to talk about that next. Uh, but that's Group 2. Belgium, Denmark, and England are tied at seven points, and Iceland currently with not a single point out of four games. Uh, group 3 is Portugal, France, Croatia, and Sweden. Portugal and France are top, uh, tied at the top of this group. And then Spain, Germany, Ukraine, and Switzerland. Spain and Germany, one and two, although Ukraine tied with Germany in second spot uh league b austria norway romania and northern ireland uh romania uh, austria norway all right on top group two scotland top of group two the czech republic second israel third and slovakia currently with only one win group three russia hungary turkey and serbia russia and hungary are one and two group four is wales finland republic of ireland and bulgaria wales top of that group so that's kind of league b and then as you get down to c you get into the team's that are, you know, uh, I mean, if you, uh, I'll be honest with you. If you care about Kazakhstan in the Euros, I mean, in the, in the Nations League, you're going to be a League C fan. And if you care about the Faroe Islands, Malta, Andorra, Gibraltar, Liechtenstein, San Marino, uh, then you're going to be a Group D fan. But the Nations League is going to start with their uh, second, with their fifth game of the season will be coming up here later on. Uh, in the Nations League, we're going to have some interesting fixtures on Saturday. This coming Saturday, we've got um, Sweden, Croatia. Uh, we've got Portugal, France, Switzerland, Spain, Germany, Ukraine. We've got, that's the League A games on Saturday. On Sunday, the League A games are 
Netherlands, Bosnia, Italy, Poland, Denmark, Iceland, and England uh, away at Belgium, so uh, at the Leuven Stadium. So that should be uh, fair. That's probably the most interesting game. I don't know if you're enjoying the Nations League. I, I actually, as I said, I, I, I do kind of like the Nations League. Um, I, I, I prefer the Nations League to a whole bunch of meaningless friendlies that really there's nothing to win. There's no, there's nothing on the line. Uh, on the other hand, let's talk about the big one, which is the Euro 2020s, which obviously didn't happen in 2020. They're going to take place next year. That was because of COVID. COVID. But there are various parts to uh, Euro 2020. And the way it works right now, and I'm going to take you back right now to see who are the qualified teams for Euro 2020, okay? Um, in Group A, qualified are Turkey, Italy, Wales, and Switzerland. Group B is Denmark, Finland, Belgium, and Russia. Group C is the Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria, and then a playoff winner of D. Making sure that I'm correct here. And Group D is England, Croatia, the playoff winner of C and the Czech Republic. Group E is Spain, Sweden, Poland, the playoff winner of B. And Group F is the playoff winner of A against Portugal, France, and Germany. Now, that is interesting stuff. So let's let's run through some of these matches, shall we, and take a look at uh, how we're going here. So Path A... Excuse me here, I'm just... Uh, making sure that I have the right matches up for you. So, Path A, Hungary and Iceland. So, what's interesting about both of these teams is these were two of the Euro 2016 surprises. Uh, Iceland, of course, knocked England off as they went to the quarterfinals. And, um, you know, they've been struggling in the Nations League, Iceland. Uh, but, I mean, they're still a really good team, and they have a belief, and the whole country's behind them, all three people. <laughs> I was actually privileged... Uh, when we to hang out with the Icelandic national team a couple of years ago, they came here to Las Vegas as part of a friendly that was put together against the Mexican national team. And I can tell you, a nicer bunch of people you will be hard pressed to find. Uh, so uh, Iceland are playing Hungary. I believe this is in Budapest. Now this is the path Ave winners. So whoever wins here is going to be in uh, Portugal, France, and Germany, and that is a super tough group. I mean, uh, that's probably the group of death, I would imagine, in the Euros. Portugal, France, Germany, and either Hungary or Iceland. You don't want anything to do with that. Uh, next up is Northern Ireland and um, Slovakia. Now, Slovakia have had a coaching change. Uh, the guy in charge is Stefan uh, Turkovic, who's uh, in charge now. And... Uh, Pavel Happel was shown the door after only winning one nine matches. So <clears throat> they've been giving up a lot of late goals for them. They were almost made it to automatic qualification, but now they're going to meet Northern Ireland. And they haven't been doing all that well, quite frankly. They did win a penalty shootout against Bosnia. Um, and I think this is a forlorn hope for Northern Ireland. They're going to hope to do it. It'll be great to see them. They would join Spain, Sweden, and Poland. This next one is a fascinating one. So Serbia versus Scotland. And look, the last <laughs> the last time Scotland were in the Euros was way back in 1996. Okay, so that is what uh, 
uh, 24 years ago. Um, Steve Clark is the manager. They beat Israel in the semifinals. They've, they've got a little, they haven't lost in eight games. And uh, that's the longest streak since 1986, I think, for them. Uh, Scotland, they've almost made it before, but look, they're coming up against Serbia, who at times can be very, very good. On the other hand, there are times that they can really suck. If Scotland get through, they will be in a group, are you ready, with England, Croatia, and the Czech Republic. And I know everybody is really looking forward to that. If that, if England and Scotland are in the same game, same group, there will be no love lost there. That will be a terrific group to watch. Would make the Euros even more exciting. All right. Finally, path D uh, to join the Netherlands, Ukraine, and Austria will be Georgia against North Macedonia. Uh, Georgia have been difficult to beat. Um, and this is in Tbilisi. And by the way, Denmark, neither Denmark or Ireland could score when they were in Tbilisi during uh, Euro qualifying. Uh, Belarus also uh, kept at bay. So look, uh, Georgia are pretty good. North Macedonia, this is the best they've ever done. This is uh, Goran Pandev's side. And um, I don't think they're going to beat Georgia, by the way, in Tbilisi. I predict Georgia will go through here. Those are the, that's the path D uh, track for the Euro playoffs. I hope you enjoy them. Uh, you know, for me, I have to tell you, uh, I have fallen out of love largely with international football. I, I mean, I really enjoyed the last World Cup. I, uh, I, I like women's international football. But, but in terms of this sort of international friendlies and this, that, and the other, I, I don't have a love affair of, with them. Uh, that's why I'm happy with the Nations League, because I think at least it sort of puts a, a competitive spin to what would otherwise be a bunch of interminable friendlies. But it's hard to really focus in on international football outside of the World Cup and, the, say, the Euros, when really... The Premier League is where the best players in the world currently are sitting. And if you want to see the game at its highest level, that's where you're going to see it. Which is why, by the way, no disrespect, I don't really talk much about Major League Soccer on this show other than, say, talk about the business of the business. And one day, I hope, the game here will be as good as it is in England. All right, this is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Gieber. Hope you've enjoyed the show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, and then again at midnight. I'm with you every day on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM211, as well as a big hello to our men and women in uniform who listen to us on the American Forces Network. And, of course, our podcast network is the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, let me step aside, take a break, and I'll be right back to wrap it up on World Soccer Radio. Welcome back. World Soccer Radio. Nick Gieber with you. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. If you are a betting man or woman, the show is presented by Bet Online AG. I couldn't recommend a better place to go. And every Friday on uh, Premier League and European we, uh, m- uh, match weekends, I will be giving you my picks. We'll look at some of the lines courtesy of betonline.ag as we did this weekend. And again, this week, this last weekend, I was seven. Uh, I was six out of eight, which is, I believe, 75% last time I looked my math. Not the greatest, but I believe that's where I was. So if 
if you want to place a bet, obviously your own judgment is great, but if you want to get my opinion, I'm always happy to share them with you. I usually do that on the Friday. On the Friday. If you missed any part of this show, it's available as soon as it's over on the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V. Once again, I recommend that you check out a couple of the podcasts there if you like soccer. There's BSI with Benny Failheiber, Sal Zizo, and Ike Opara. There's the Shep Messing Show. There's, of course, World Soccer Radio, uh, and plus all sorts of other sports content that's really terrific. Uh, you can get right there at the Believe Podcast Network. And a reminder to check us out at both Twitter and Facebook as I mentioned. Look, if you send me a question or a comment, I would love to talk about it on the show. The show bo works best when you participate in it. And these days, people don't like to call up the station and talk to me. They actually like to send social media. So please feel free. Social media away. Would love to hear from you. Oh, and by the way, if you're listening to us on the midnight hour, uh, I would like to say that you are listening to World Soccer Radio on Sports Overnight America. Okay, I will be back tomorrow. Uh, I did completely gloss over the whole discussion I wanted to have about uh, many of the teams wanting five substitutions. That will have to wait until then. In, in the meantime, uh, the music comes in inappropriately. I do apologize. Uh, in the meantime, tune in tomorrow, and uh, we'll pick up the discussion then. World Soccer Radio. Nick Gieber. Until tomorrow, have a great night. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.